The Daniel White Show is proudly sponsored by Lucky House MFG. Lucky House is an eco-friendly screen printing and design studio with over 10 years of experience in the industry. They offer high-quality custom printing services, including apparel printing, graphic design, promo goods, and embroidery. Visit www.luckyhousemfg.com to get a quote and to learn more. This is Christine Benz, and you're listening to The Daniel White Show. Welcome to another episode of The Daniel White Show. Today we have a very special guest, someone I've wanted to have on this show for a long time <laughs> the chuck pinkney what's oh, up baby man what's up what's up how you be i'm good man i like how you put the in front of my i gotta bro. make my guests feel like they're superhuman because they are wow you know yeah i the. feel like it sometimes some days yeah, come on when you're on that stage bro oh yeah going sure. crazy for sure this is I don't, i'm not gonna say you're just a jazz drummer you're a drummer period but i've seen you mostly play with a lot of jazz musicians mm-hmm. um but your drummer overall, we'll get to that in a minute. But I was, how you doing, man? How's life? I mean, there's a lot going on. Life is so good right now, man. I can't complain. Yeah. Like, I'm staying busy, just trying to stay <laughs> humble, keep my ego in check. But outside of that, man, it's, it's good. It's got to. Yeah, I met this dude. I ran into this dude at the gym last week. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, dude, let's finally get this interview <laughs> going. He was like, bro, next Wednesday, let's lock it in. And now we're here. But we initially met... At, what, what, do you know what, what show it was or where it was? Um, nah. So the first time we met was at uh, a photo shoot. Oh my for, god! Uh, Darren's music video. That's right. We met at Earth Tones. Yes. Oh my god! Yeah. I forgot all about that. Uh-huh. Sorry, Darren. <laughs> yeah, I forgot all about that. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, man. It was you, Charlie, Matt, Matt, Darren, Eli. Uh, uh, Eli. Not, not no. Sam. It was Sam. It was Sam. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. I. You know, I mean, you're yeah, both they, amazing musicians, but it was fact. Sam, mm-hmm. um, and that was super. I couldn't say the whole entire time, but I do remember that session. Yeah, um, that's when we officially met. But I've seen you play shows mm-hmm. a number of times, and you are incredibly talented. Thank you. So we won't get this story on you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so tell, you, tell us where you're from, and then we'll go from there. Uh, I'm from Greensboro, born and raised. Okay. I've been here uh, most of my life. I, I left for college and came back. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll get to college in a minute, but go ahead. Yeah, um, just, you know, living in Greensboro, man, it's, 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 it's kind of surreal, man. Like, these last 12 months, I feel like I really appreciate this city a lot more. I like that you say that, man. Yeah, because I was a hater before, man. Like, Greensboro, Greens <laughs> boring. Was. You know what I mean? Everyone was. Yeah. And you grew up here, so you know that. And I grew up at High Point. High Point wasn't popping either. For sure. But um, when I went to Greensboro, 2009, it was a big club scene. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, Inferno, Limelight, right. Sky, all the stuff on Elm Street. And yeah. that was transformed into this, like, art, music, yeah. almost, I won't say mecca, but, like, it's getting there. It's getting there, yeah. yeah. It's budding for sure, man, and I'm, I'm just happy to be kind of, like, in the thick of it, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And when did you, I guess, discover music? I mean, were, were your parents influenced on that? back? In, I know they didn't play, but, like, did they play a lot of songs you remember back in the day or any uh, music? Man, so the story goes, like, when I was in the crib, my, okay. my dad would put on records. And the I literal just, crib. Yeah, like, the literal crib. <laughs> My dad would put on records, and I would just, like, stand up and just, like, vibe to him. And he was like, man, there's the, the music is in him. You know what I mean? And uh, 
and I got to shout out my pops for like just seeing the vision and, and like putting me like in the thick of it. Really? Yeah. What do you remember him playing? Uh, if you can name any. Man, I remember growing up growing up on like Pat Metheny. Okay. And uh, I'll never forget like my my most favorite concert live concert was uh, Sade Live. Well, hold on. Hold on, bro. You know which one I'm you talking about? You got to see. You saw, was that what tour was that? What year was that? I think it was like maybe like 2000 or like the late 90s. You saw Sade back then. No, no, I didn't see her. Oh, uh, the DVD of the DVD. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. guys. I was just freaking out for a second. Yeah, I'm about to get so excited. jealous. I've seen that. I've seen it on YouTube. You I've know seen the performance. About? I know exactly. Man. I know exactly what you're talking that about. That junk is a classic. Oh my god, bro. Sade is a special part. In my heart, yeah. let me tell you, because my mom used to play that back in the day. Yes, sir. Oh my God! Smooth. Okay. Oh wait, hold on. All right, yeah, operator. Yeah, smooth. Yeah. Wait, smooth. I don't think that's the wrong about? melody though. Smooth operator. No. Oh, smooth operator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my God, Damn. my my joints kiss don't, life. Don't uh, revoke my Sade card, please. No, we're not revoking <laughs> that. Let me tell you what. Side note: I have she played. I think it was in Charlotte. 2012 or something like that wow. and i my i'll never forget this story because i'm an idiot so my boss was like hey i'm going to Sade. do you want to come you've been talking about all the time you've been working here i work at you know down the street right been there for like 10 years and it was like oh, i'll catch you next time it's fine what bruh you talking about an l bro that was an l man he went and he said that was surreal and she has not come back to the, i think she played one festival a forever ago here since then wow. in like the west coast but she has not played anything here since then oh man i feel so bad for you bro. <laughs> <laughs> i'm an idiot i'm an idiot i think about that time all the time anyways because shada comes up with my friends all the time it's my favorite artist yeah. of all time she's beautiful too oh yes so i'm happy that was an influence on you yeah for sure so you started live mm-hmm. and you're like brand this is crazy what how, how old were you i was like um we were living in that house off uh can't name the street but uh I was probably like four. You were four years old, vibing yeah. out like this is this is crazy. See, all the musicians, yeah, everyone's in sync, right. sounds flawless. So yeah. when you kind of like, okay, I think I might want to try this music thing, Dad. What's up? I don't think it was like really my choice. I okay. think they just saw it. It was so innate for me. Yeah. And so like they, you know, at four, I, I started taking classical piano lessons. Like no. they they put me into that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then um did that for a couple years, and then like they saw that I was really like percussive, so they okay. got me a drum set, and yeah. I started taking jazz drum lessons at six. <laughs> and I was taking lessons at like Greensboro College, so I was like learning like what like college level curriculum at, at six years old bruh that is insane yeah so sick because were you like going around be- beating on stuff like hitting stuff in the house yeah like, pretty much you know like cliche drummer stuff yeah like, like we need to get him some drum sets yeah like okay. we, we're trying to cut chuck please yes <laughs> <laughs> we got the pans going crazy yo that's wild jazz drums at six can you remember that experience like was it difficult like did you catch on pretty quickly i think i, I was catching on pretty quick i mean like i don't know if my my music teacher at the time was like gassing my head up but yeah. like i remember he would give me a lesson like one week and tell me like learn this groove and the next week i have it and then he's like man this is incredible like i'm giving this to my college students and they can't even they can't get it <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. So yeah, I mean, it was it was cool, but at the same time, like it it did kind of contort my ego at a young age. Okay, you okay. know what I mean? Wow, that's insane. So six years old, got your jazz drums, which mm-hmm. is insane to me because jazz is. I mean, it, I've, I've watched a lot of jazz musicians play, even when I was in jazz camp in middle school. Mm-hmm. That's not 
easy nah. to, to pick up. So you didn't really start with any rudiments or anything simple? You just went straight to jazz? Um. Well, okay, so like I'm missing a part. My dad used to work at an aviation uh, plant. Okay. And one of his uh, co-workers played drums. Yeah. And so I think maybe like around four or five, like he, you know, I would go over to their house and they would be chilling, but he had a drum pad. And so he would show me like rudiments and stuff. Gotcha. But like that wasn't nothing like too serious. He wasn't like my teacher. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's crazy. So back to the jazz. jazz so now we got some, a little bit of practicing before you went to the jazz stuff. A little introduction from your friends that are your dad's friend. Right. Um, from the aviation stuff. So, we got to jazz, and before that, have you heard? Have you really listened to other a lot of jazz other than the Shade stuff? Because obviously Shade is very jazzy, but any like Miles Davis, Louis Armstrong, anything like that? Um, sort of, kind of, but uh, like the household, like really, my dad, he was a mixed bag, man. Like we were listening to Jill Scott and Erica Badu, perfect, and um, Steely Dan. Like it was yeah. just, it was so so much music going on in the house that it was just like, uh, like a melting pot, man. That's amazing. I love parents that. How I miss bad like that when it comes to music. I think it's yeah. good to be exposed to different genres and kinds of music as you're a young kid. Obviously, yeah. you develop into this now, for sure, which is super crazy. So after the, drum, the, the jazz drum lessons, are you was that pretty much like okay, this is this is the instrument I want to play. This is it. Yeah, for sure. No like, more piano. I mean, I was I play, I take I took um, classical piano lessons up to like 18. Okay, but it was never really like a passion. Yeah. Like, I felt like I could express myself more on the drums, yeah. and it just felt more. Uh, it felt more natural for me. Got it. Yeah. So like that, around maybe like ten or so, I was like, "Yeah, drums is my main instrument." And at that point, you've been paying for about like four years because started at six. Right. Like, okay, this is it. Right. So at that point, were you able to do jazz in school? Like, were you able to do that? Oh no. man, drums? like I was. I started gigging. You started was, gigging. You were gigging at ten, even before that. Oh my god! Because like a- I, I got a like a classical piano gig downtown when I was like maybe five or six, and like they just said play piano, and like I, I had like a, a natural ear to like create stuff. So what I was playing? Yeah, I've been gigging since I was like five, man. Oh my gosh! So if you can remember, like, did you feel any kind of like any jitters playing live? Or I mean, like no, because you- man, like back then, like you know, as a kid. You don't really care about anything besides just being in a moment. Like yeah. I feel like being a kid, you're so present and like that's so beautiful. You know what I mean? And, and I just remember like just sitting up at this grand piano at, at I think Mac and Mac at the time. I think it's gone now. Wow. But uh, my pops was there and like I just played like whatever came to my mind. I just remember him crying and he just I guess he knew like then like yeah my son is this is this is him. This is his life. Right. This is gonna be his life in front of a crowd and everything. Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds crazy. I mean, you know that's my life, bro. That's dope. So at the at that point you're playing mostly by yourself. I guess live or did you have a people with you um so fast forwarding like past my uh jazz drum lessons late like maybe eight or nine i started playing with my teacher my yeah. teacher played piano and uh my little sister started picking up bass so oh. we would do gigs like as a as a trio yeah and then uh there was another cat that uh took lessons his name uh, this guy named alan thompson and um i got involved with him and uh another uh group called the like summit i can't remember the name it was like jazz house kids or something like that or yeah. something something along those lines but yeah we were playing gigs like as kids going around like north carolina and stuff oh my gosh you were, you were traveling around playing shows yeah wow how was it collaborating with other artists did you find it difficult to work with other musicians no nah, I, I like i think 
my big thing in my musicianship is that I have good ears. Yes. And with that, like I like like to listen to learn. So yeah. like I listen to everybody else and I try to take in what they're saying musically mm-hmm. and, and and try to adapt to that in, in the situations. Wow, that's amazing. That's yeah. so cool. Did you do any camps? I mentioned I did the jazz camp back oh, when I was. Oh yeah, man, I did plenty of camps. I did uh, the UNCG music camp. Oh yeah, okay. Like, I yeah. did that like 2012. I did uh, a jazz camp in New Orleans. I did another jazz camp Whoa. in Connecticut. That that one, uh, the jazz camp, Litchfield Jazz Camp, that was a really good one. New Orleans? I, no, Litchfield is in Connecticut. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Man, that was so good because I met a lot of cats that were, like, in the scene, like, in and around New York. And that kind of shaped, like, my college direction and stuff. Oh, crazy. Okay. Yeah. So... I'm talking about New Orleans as well, but tell us how the jazz camps were kind of set up for people who are probably curious how that works. So, uh, typically, man, you, you pull up to a jazz camp and it might be overnight or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, you have, uh, you have, it's like school almost like you have classes like theory and ear training and stuff like mm. that. Uh, but the main focus is like your ensemble, uh, time period, like where you play with musicians and, uh, you like you play with the same musicians all week and then at the end of the week y'all y'all have a performance yep yeah so like that's you know jazz camp in a a nutshell (laughs) wow that's crazy so and this is musicians you've probably never met before you got to the camp yeah 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 and it's and like that's why i love music man because like you could be playing with somebody that doesn't even speak your language but when you're in that moment y'all are speaking together like wow on one accord i didn't think about that about different cultures coming together too For sure because like at litchfield man we had cats like coming from like South America, and they barely spoke any English, but like could play their their asses off. Yeah, you know what I mean, so it's just like, oh yeah, you know, once we we're here, we're here. You yeah, know? you're all speaking the same language at that point. Exactly. You bro. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's wild. So when it, and did you usually play songs already written at this camp, or you made new songs? For the most part, you will play like standards. That's like yeah, that's you know just a standard in yeah, jazz that makes it's like sense. you play tunes that uh were made famous by you know the greats the before you yeah but uh sometimes people bring original music in for sure well that's super crazy okay that's yeah. crazy so you went to jazz camps and all that and also you went through high school and all that stuff mm-hmm. um but you didn't play any band in high school at all you didn't really oh so I, yeah i was in jazz band in high school i did drum line you did drum okay i was yeah. gonna ask you you did drum line yeah man that, <laughs> oh. that shit was crazy yes yeah. so tell us about a little bit about the high school experience man high school was cool bro like um I wasn't really like a popular kid, but yeah. like I was a class clown, you know. So <laughs> of course, you seem like you probably would be yeah, causing trouble. Always cutting up, man. But like when it came down to music class, I was like, I'm in. I'm this, locked in. This is my class. I'm locked in. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, I played cymbals my freshman year in high school, and went straight to Quince my sophomore year. And Quince. Quince is like the the four or five drum. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I did that. And like man, I didn't realize at the time, but that shit just all all those experiences like kind of made me like the drummer I am today. Wow! Yeah, the culture behind drumline is is super crazy at every school. I mean, it is, I but especially here in North Carolina because we're close to A and T. Mm. And the thing about my high school, I went to Grimsley. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you were close to A and T. Yeah, and like we kind of modeled modeled our drumline after A and T's uh, line because like a lot of our alumni from Grimsley would go to A and T. Yes. And play in their drumline and then come back and like teach us like all the shit that they learned over there. Ooh. So it was just like man, it was such a such a great culture to be around. Yeah. Was yeah. a was a hard transitioning from jazz to playing drumline? Um. 
Not really, because I mean, like, man, we were we were locked in every day. Like, we we got up before school started, like mm-hmm. before the semester even started. We had like drumline camps, and it's just like we from eight to about five, where we're just going <laughs> going, going ham in, in the summertime out in the heat, bro. So it's just like, yeah, bro. Let me tell y'all, I've I was part of drumline for a second in middle school again. You uh-huh. know, it was it was it was still cool back then, but like. It's intense. It is. And marching band, all that stuff is that stuff is intense. It's intense, man. And drumline battles and all that stuff. Man. I love watching the battles. Woo! Man. <laughs> the battles were fun. They bro. were, but we won like hella competitions too, man. It Ooh. was yeah. It was like it was a good time. So y'all traveling around everything in high school too then? Yeah, like, you know, to with Durham. the football games. Yeah, yeah, and to football games yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, oh, and to Durham too. I'm sure those are intense battles out there. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's all friendly though. For the most part, it's ah! all Maybe afterwards. <laughs> We've all seen Drumline the movie. <laughs> yeah, bro. We trying to kill, bro, when we step up. Bro, bro that's intense. That's crazy. So yeah. at that point in time, you still kind of had it in your body. It's like, okay, I'm going to be a musician, but you're doing other classes too. Mm-hmm. Did you have any other interests at all throughout uh-huh. high school, like art or anything? Not really. The only other class in high school that like really resonated with me was psychology. Oh, okay. I like yeah, that. Because mm-hmm. like, man, just knowing about your your genetic makeup or like your mental makeup like really intrigued me man because i i noticed as a kid man i was like really sensitive really yeah okay and like it took me a few years like just being in public school to realize oh this might not fly like you know people people don't really care if you're sensitive you know what i'm saying they don't (laughs) right like the world doesn't really care either (laughs) you know what i'm saying so like i you know, a couple years in school, I, I realized, man, like, I got to toughen up. Yeah. You know, but, like, something about psychology kind of just, like, allowed me to, like, understand myself a little bit better. That's dope. Yeah. yeah high school is, uh, that's a very, uh, can be a very harsh place to be for a kid. For sure. It can be, it's very hostile environment sometimes. Yeah, man. You know and, like, I'll, I will admit, man, like, I use comedy to kind of, like, uh deflect you know what i'm saying of course and so like i would pick on people and joke and shit just to feel secure in my own skin but like looking back on it that shit was whack you know it is we all do it though yeah yeah and like it's like kind of passed down like the the people before you like the the upperclassmen pick on you you pick on the you know trickles down yeah yeah. It's all good. We learn from it. Right, you know right, 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 right. So, sure. so i guess after taking those type of classes psychology stuff where you kind of you kind of cool, cool down a little bit um no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's high school stuff it's high school no, stuff no cause like I took psychology probably like my senior year so oh it was, so it was, it was like too the very late. end yeah, it was you too were like, late man I was being stupid yeah yeah it wasn't <laughs> until like I got to college where this shit really started to like set in you know what I mean wow okay mm-hmm. okay good transition let's go to let's go to that so after the end of senior year you obviously still know you want to be a musician right how that go into and you went to the camps in Connecticut and New Orleans right. and you kind of knew you wanted to take that route in college for sure so do your parents have any uh, concerns about you being a musician? Were they pursuing that type of uh, study? No, nah, not at all. I mean, I'm so blessed to have the parents that I have, man, and, and the family that I have, honestly, because, like, basically since day one, everybody's been supportive and everybody's known, like, this is who he is. This is, he can play music. Yeah, and so, like, I'm, I'm so glad I didn't have any pushback. Okay. Yeah. Good. Sure. So, what school are you going to go into? So I ended up going to uh, the New School, which is a jazz conservatory up in uh, Manhattan. I've heard of the New School. She went to school in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! So how how was the process of getting in? 
Okay, so man, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Right there. It, it, it gets deep, bro. It gets deep. So, um, I mentioned my ego earlier, bro. Like, <laughs> I was determined, like, junior, senior year in high school, like, bro, I'm not finna stay in North Carolina. Yeah, fair. Like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. So, like, I didn't apply to any schools. I didn't apply to UNCG. I didn't apply to Central, which. By the way, have two of the strongest jazz programs on the East Coast. Yeah, they do. So I was kind of tripping. <laughs> but anyways, so I was like, man, I applied to Berkeley. Oh. I applied to Juilliard, and I applied to the new school. Okay. And and MSM. Okay. So I got an audition at Berkeley. I got an audition at Juilliard. I got an audition at um the new school, and I made it into Berkeley and uh the new school. And just getting the audition at Juilliard just, like, was, it was so, like, amazing and incredible. Like, man, like, that was probably, like, almost the apex of my life at the time. You know, I was like, man, like, I'm I'm in company with some real motherfuckers. You know yes, what I'm saying? real shit. And I, I, only, I only made it through the first round, but it was still a, a great experience. And just meeting and seeing, like, cats that ended up... Uh, not going there but like going through the process with me and yeah. like now they're doing big things and it's, it's, it's like yeah, i was in good company wow so you yeah. came in touch with some of them oh yeah for sure for yeah. sure yeah. yeah oh my gosh so how's the process what do you have to play um so I'll, I'll, I'll just talk about the new school process yeah yeah, um, yeah do that yeah that'd be great so you you wait in a room wait for them to call you and then like they call your, your name up and then you go play with students that are already there and like oh. they like i said you know as a jazz musician you're supposed to know standards and so they call a couple of standards and they like hear how you play you probably solo a little bit and then that's it like you know you're, you're doing that in front of like two or three judges Ooh, okay <laughs> so it's like an intense process but it's not that bad yeah if you know what you're doing if you know what you're doing yeah and then after that you get like a <laughs> like a little interview like and they try to vet you and make sure that you're you're in it for the right reasons really yeah oh wow i didn't even think about them asking you questions yeah about what i your remember at intentions. when i did my audition at berkeley like he had a trick question he was like if you went to this school and got a degree what would you want to do with your degree and i told him like i would probably want to tour with like wayne shorter or something like that and he was like perfect you know, like you got the right mo- like mentality and the right mindset, like for going to this school. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Oh, he said he said that too. You said, yeah, he oh, this, told this, me that's to, what like, I want to my, to my face. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. So, it, did, did you get through the process at Berkeley? Oh yeah, I, I, I got into Berkeley and like I got oh. a scholarship there, but I ended up, ended up going to the new school because they they offered me a little more money. Oh okay, and that makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> money makes a big for difference. Sure. So you're moving to the big city, 19 years old. 18. 18. You're yeah. moving to New York, to Manhattan of all places. Of all places from Greensboro. From Greensboro. Have you ever visited before, gone to the auditions before? Uh, So, yeah, when we did the audition process, that was, like, during my senior year. And, like, we hit, you know, New York and we hit Boston in the same trip. And I might have went to New York, like, as a kid, just, like, visiting. But I, I hadn't really been up there a lot. As an adult. Yeah. Oh, my. So, you probably just like, okay, this is this has been my life for... Culture. Shock, <laughs> uh, shock yeah, man. for real, man. Yeah, so talk about that. Yeah, talk about moving up there and uh, just how your mindset was, and we'll talk about the school, man. So, to to 
to really break it down, man. <laughs> break it, bro, let's break it down. Let's break it down because, man, those were some formative years in my life, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, my freshman year, bro, like, I was living in the city in Manhattan. Like, our, our dorms were, like, in the smack dab in, in the middle of the city. Oh, my God. And, like, at first, bro, I was just, like, starstruck about just being in New York and seeing all these beautiful people and, like, seeing everybody grinding and, like, being around all this, like, crazy talent and just crazy, like, smart people. You know what I mean? Like, coming from uh, Greensboro, like, I'm a little ignorant. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, I guess and mean. so, like, uh, I'm yeah. seeing things and, like, having to get out of my comfort zone. But, like, at the end of the day, it made me a, a, a better person. But I'm just like, yo, this is this is different. Y'all yeah. do things a lot different here. Very different up there. Yeah. So yeah, my freshman year, uh, I say that first semester, bro, was was bliss, straight bliss. Okay. And I'm like, you know, enjoying the vibes. I'm in my little dorm, man. You know, we got women across the hall. <laughs> we're we're just, you know, every weekend we're getting drunk, <laughs> man. And I will say, if you've never been drunk in New York City, you gotta do it. <laughs> okay. One I can, time. I can agree with you on that. One time for the one time, because it's just like, man, walking around and. Like all these big buildings and like the lights uh, and the... oh my god, and it never sleeps. I be I be so mad. That's the only thing I hate about Greensboro is like the Good Eats is closed at ten. Ten every night. Damn, uh, it's just like, bro, what happened? Like, yes, I gotta go to. I have to go to cookout. You know <laughs> cookout I mean? Waffle House. I can't, uh-huh. even, can't even do it. Bro. <laughs> can't even do it. Bro. Every restaurant there is open all night, all night long, bro. So yeah. That first semester was it was crazy, bro. It went broke and everything. <laughs> and, oh uh, my god! Second semester rolled around and like things really took a turn, bro. Ooh, yeah. Okay, okay. I started getting like real into like my like my mental health as far as like being affected by the perception of myself and like how people perceive me and like mm. it, it got to a point, man, where it was like I stopped loving music, bro. No way. Yeah. So like. It started my second semester, and it, like that feeling kind of transpired over the next couple of years because I ended up coming back home and dropping out my junior year. Oh wow! But man, like it got to the point where I didn't want to practice anymore because, you know, speaking of my, on my ego, I'm coming from Greensboro and coming uh, before like cats that are in the scene now were really in the scene. I was kind of like the the guy, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so like I'm thinking like that's going to translate and it's like you're the guy in your city but you get up there and everybody's the guy from their city and their city's got other guys you know what i'm saying so this is like yeah it was a it was a rude awakening man and it i i really had some mental battles man for sure that is you know what i I was kind of waiting for you to say get to a point where you you started to hate it yeah because i feel like every musician i know got to that point yeah or is going to hit that point for sure because if you you doing your passions you're gonna get you're gonna get there right like man i freaking hate this yeah man and it's just like and and school like it's not really i mean it's cool if you're if you're built for school but it's not i learn more playing gigs and shows because like at the end of the day yeah you know you you gotta react to the, cr- the crowd you know what i mean yeah so yeah oh that's crazy so while you were there you made it to junior year mm-hmm 
was it intense that made you not like it or was it just like more of a just a, an inner where you like comparing yourself to other musicians that yeah kinda made it, it was just... it was more internal man yeah yeah it's yeah. like man i like i lost the, my drive i lost my passion for music like i wasn't going to classes like i i skipped so many classes and like i was still being productive don't get me wrong i would stay at the crib and like make beats and stuff yeah but, I just like I don't know what it was, man. I just it, it was not clicking for me, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was crazy. I mean, when you're going from this to that, I mean, it's just like you know, it, it's eventually it could build up on you. Be like, man, this is this is not it, right? And like just you know, speaking on being sensitive, man. It's just you know. Oh yeah, you mentioned that too, right? Like. So I'm, I'm, I feel like musicians have like deeper feelings. I'm not, not that. You know. I think you have to have some sort of feelings if you're a musician. Though. Right, you're right. Being very so, in tune yourself. Yeah, and so like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, man, I feel so alone. I don't have any family up here, and like I'm not really making too many friends because like I'm, I'm so in my own head that mm-hmm. I, you know, when people ask me, "Yo, you trying to play?" I'm like, nah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, nah, bro. It's like I, I don't even believe in myself. You know? Yeah. So it was it was some dark times, bro. Bro, that is intense. So okay, so you came back home. Came back home. So, um, yeah, yeah. Describe that. How you were feeling, and you know. Man, so when I came back home, man, like I feel like from my sophomore uh, sophomore year to maybe two years in into being home, like I just had a. a uh, like a, a nasty run of depression bro okay and, like i was just like not happy i was just so down on myself and i didn't communicate with anybody from you know from home because i felt like i let them down mm-hmm. you know i, 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 I went to new york and like my ego was telling me man i'm gonna put on for the city blah 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 like i'm gonna be this star blah 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 and it didn't pan out, pan out that way and i came home and i was just like man I don't want people to see me, you know, like I'm, I'm embarrassed, you yeah. know, because I'm, I'm sensitive, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a couple of years, it was dark, bro. And I got a, like, I got a regular job. I wasn't playing music. And then, wow, I ended up getting a, a gig at Duke University. At Duke University? How'd that come about? So my sister was, uh, she was enrolled. Bass. Yeah, playing bass in the yeah. jazz band. Yeah. And, um. She was like really close to the, the the jazz band director at Duke, and she just said, "Hey, uh, my brother plays drums." Like just putting that in the ether, and then she was like, "Yo," uh, she told me like, "Yo, you need to come to this like this jazz session that they have every Wednesday up here in Duke. You would really like it." Yeah. And so like I really have to credit my sister for kind of putting me back on track. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Sure. So when she told you that, how what was your initial thought? Were you like, yeah? Initially, I was like, nah, I ain't gonna do that shit. But like, don't get me wrong, I was practicing. Like, like when I got home, I was like, all right, man, I'm gonna keep practicing. Oh, so you're still actively playing? I'm, but like, not gigging. Not gigging. Not okay. gigging and not going out, not going to sessions. Like, that's how you like meet cats and get better is going out and playing. So yeah. I wasn't doing that, but I was like real internal because I had learned so much at school. Wow. And yeah. I, I took notes, but I just wasn't participating. You know what I'm saying? So like, I was trying to catch up on all the shit I was learning, and um. One day, I, I, you know, me and my family went down to Duke and like we went to the session and I was like, yo, this reminds me of New York because like the cats in Durham, like, man, Durham has such a, a great jazz scene. I've heard that. Yeah. I've never been, but I've heard that. Yeah. So like being around those cats kind of like put a battery in my back. I was like, oh, shit. This is happening like, here. Yeah. It's yeah. happening here. And like cats fuck with me. Like, so let me let me really get out here and start doing it and i i did that 
and and not too much later uh the the, the band director at uh duke was like yo man you think you could sit in on the jazz band and and help my students i'm like for sure <laughs> whoa bro, that's crazy yeah to help his students yeah like we don't have a drummer we need one and i'll pay you through f- for the semesters he paid you yeah yeah okay okay yeah, so like wow. i did that for i think that was like maybe 2018 i did that for maybe two years oh my god yeah and so like that whole time like i would play in the jazz band and then i'll also do gigs on on the campus mm-hmm. and so like i at this point i'm like networking with like the, the Durham scene and, and like meeting cats and it was just like a wow. such a, a, a resurgence for me in my in my jazz career or in my music career period honestly that's insane you know james gilmore yeah. mentioned the durham scene and i interviewed him probably like I think two, three years ago on the show, mm-hmm. and he mentioned playing with those guys up there every now and then. And so oh, it yeah. was amazing. Yeah, I mean, like they, they just feel the music in a in a whole nother way. It's like the like Central has a very great uh, jazz program. And wow, I no clue. Yeah, and it's a like HBCU, so it's like really you know Ooh, yeah. a lot of black folks. I love that. And so the fact that you know black folks are taking jazz as serious as they do there. Man, it, it just it it brings so much life to that city as far as the scene. Ooh, that's mad dope. I got some jazz kids up there. I need to make my way up there. To do some yeah, jazz man, for sure. No, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so you you went through that, getting paid, doing that, which is out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> Super cool. Right. So you kind of battery it back. You kind of you back in it. So mm-hmm. how was gigging? Was gigging fun up there? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like you know, we would we're doing gigs like not it's not like the gigs that I do here now in Greensboro, but gigs up there were just like a lot of corporate gigs so you know wear a suit oh, play yeah. maybe a total amount of like 30 minutes of music and then you sit around you just wait and you get paid a nice little check so i was like oh i'm 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 loving this this is crazy yeah someone who you had to drop out of school and come into this is like this is actually i'm like i'm getting paid for doing this right I'm not like and i'm getting paid more down here and the cost of living down here is a lot cheaper you know so it's like it was definitely the right move oh my gosh that's crazy so yeah take it from there so you playing were you bringing your energy back to greensboro because obviously you were commuting yeah because you were living here so yeah, you living still here playing here too not really like okay i was uh, like majority of all my playing was in durham wow for like a good two years so 18 to 20 yeah exactly to pretty much COVID. exactly oh my god and then COVID hit and so like i lost that gig right oh man because i was in it i was like i was locked in i probably would have done that for a couple more years yeah but COVID hit and like i had you know like everybody else i had to pivot and um i was in a relationship at the time too so like um when when COVID hit like that ended and i was kind of in a headspace like what do i do now because i don't have my like my my steady gigs anymore um the world is shut down like what do I do? I need some I need some paper. Yeah. So I got a job at Amazon like Ooh. at the end of like maybe uh was it 2020 or 2019? I can't remember man, yeah. the years. Yeah. But uh I got a job out there and it was in Raleigh. So I was commuting from Greensboro to Raleigh. You were in Raleigh? Yes, bro. Oh and my. I was working the third shift. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. You were in third shift in Raleigh. Yes. Commuting. Yes. Oh my god. So you're okay. I'm working like 12 hours. And then driving like two hours on the road. Come on, man. Yeah. You're in a warehouse. In a warehouse. Packing, shipping. Yeah. I mean, it's nonstop. Nonstop. Our Amazon man. is literally this. It's as soon as you clock in, you're yeah. on it. It's terrible. 
it's awful, man. So I was, I was doing, I did that for about four months, and uh, and then I got a call from Sam Frobush. Okay, Sam, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Yo, man, like I just released a record, and um, our drummer is moving to Texas. Okay, you think you, you know, wanna actually not? That's a lie. He just he tricked me. He's like, "Yo, come over, bro. Let's let's play some." <laughs> okay, and you're like. Okay. I'm like sure, yeah. Like I'm at Amazon. I'm, I'm miserable already. Why not? Well, yeah, I'm also do something that's gonna make right, me happy. Right. So <laughs> we get to playing, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm. I might need you on a couple of gigs with uh, Charlie Hunter." And at the time, I didn't know who he was. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No, no. Nah. Like I'm like, okay, cool. So um, we have another session over at uh, Sam's house, and Charlie comes through, and like we 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 vibe and we connect. And um, we started doing like a weekly uh, residency at Elm Street Lounge. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so from that moment on, man, like my life changed. It's probably been like, yeah, like like took off like a jet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, I didn't I didn't realize who Charlie was until we played that first time, and then like he posted a video of us playing together and then I got like 90 followers. You're like, who is this guy? In two hours. I'm like, yo, what is this? This is crazy. <laughs> he went to his page you're like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. You're, D'Angelo. Yeah, Frank Ocean. Yeah. John Mayer. Right. Right. Like, like, you're the guy. You're the guy and you, you live here. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man, I was like, it was such a blessing in disguise, man, to, uh, for me to like I was working at Amazon and, and then like to get that call and then I left Amazon and like did music full time thank goodness yeah thank god right I'm so happy <laughs> hey, everyone's like thank you for leaving that place oh my god man like I am such an advocate for any type of artist to like leave their their day job bruh and, and just like grind just grind it out yeah, man like at the end of the day man like the world needs your your art the world needs your talent and don't suppress that while working like some bullshit. Yeah, like I said, I'm saying meet, get meeting ends, but like, bro, just dive, put that energy into your your art, man. Yeah, I'll man, tell everyone it's, that. it's just gonna like you're gonna feel it so much, you know, more. You know what I mean? You're 110 percent correct. For sure. That's crazy, man. So yeah. you're playing with Sam and and Charlie, and Charlie. every and every week. Every week. Every yeah. at the Elm Street Lounge. I never went there, but I was seeing y'all at Flatiron, of course. Right, right, right. So we did that uh, residency for maybe two to three months and you know some things happen behind the scenes where we're like okay we might need to bounce from here yeah. and so we we made the transition over to the flat iron oh that's when that started yeah and oh. so like this is at this point it's like the summer of 2020 and um you know is it 2020 or 2021 like probably twenty yeah yeah, 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 yeah sounds about right yeah, 21 yeah, that's yeah. what it was because like we were slowly coming out of like uh the um the, the lockdown, lockdown. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, people good. were outside and stuff so we went to the flat iron started making really good money and we were like really enjoying it and and then we like kind of made that a, a hub for like our camp you know what i mean because yeah. like if you're if you're under the hunter umbrella you know what i'm saying <laughs> like a lot comes with that you know and, and a, a lot being like community i've met so many people Ooh. just by being like associated with this man so yes absolutely that was that run man was incredible that's mad crazy and i remember seeing when i first this is time a side note because i want to you know praise charlie for who he is but um on the one did a thing with carter mcclain mm, is yeah. that his name yeah the drummer who they did a session on the one which is near um on washington street and that's yep. when i first met charlie or who he was i was i didn't mm-hmm. know who he was 
And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Right. This meeting who he is. And people, if you're around Greensboro, you got a chance to see him, please go see this dude play because it's outrageous. Um, He's a legend. Yeah, straight up legend. <laughs> and so humble. Um, but I remember just seeing you play with him. It was just like, this is wild. And I obviously I officially met you at mm-hmm. the, that gig we I, I shot. But like, anyway, that's crazy. So the Flatiron thing went, went on in 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of, you still play there every now and then though, right? Um, Yeah, every now and then. Uh, I got my own band now that uh, formed out of necessity. Because oh, yeah. uh, they needed, you know, to book, you know, gigs or like artists for their nights and so they were like chuck yo we would love if you like ran a, a jazz session here every sunday you think you could do that yep and so i was like uh sure <laughs> <laughs> like i guess so yeah i mean like yeah throw me in a fire and so yeah. i called up two of my homies that uh are like two incredible musicians Ooh, uh, no. logan butler and, and butler knows okay let's go yeah, 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 yeah. And i was like yo y'all trying to do this like weekly session and because like we weren't a band or anything and we we might have played like some gigs here and there together but never really played together but i knew like both of those guys had great ears and like we would be able to do something like really cool yeah, yeah. so um yeah we did that and we, we've been playing together for like maybe eight months now that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I remember telling, asking you about this uh, a while ago of what y'all play on stage. Is is it mostly still improv? Um, outside of the tune, yeah. Yeah, so you use improv and outside of the tunes that do y'all create these tunes or just tunes that y'all. So we uh, with that band, man, we really play like a lot of like just popular music. Popular music, okay, yeah. I was but like improv, we so. interpret it in our own way. You know? Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah tweak yeah, it a little bit. Yeah, 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 and like. That shit is just so much fun to do, man. Cause it's like we're we're trying to serve the the the, the audience, but at the same time we're serving ourselves. And, and oh like, how, yeah. Like, how can we make this different? Cause like now at this point we have uh, you know a plethora of tunes that we we know like the back of our hands, and it's like every time we play them they're like different. You know what I mean? Which is not a bad thing. Yeah, no, nah, I love that. You know, cause like it's all about how you feel in the moment. You know, yeah. like I'm feeling like really heavy right now. I want to go ham on this right now. I love that. Or like I'm feeling somber and I want to chill. Like, 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 let's make this a vibe. That's crazy. I love that you're able to kind of translate your feelings into the music instead of like letting the feelings kind of overcome you. Yeah. To where you you don't play. For sure, for sure. Wow, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, man, it's like, man, music is such a amazing vessel for, like, communicating feelings, man. Yeah. And, and, like, I mean, people tell me all the time, like, I can see that you love playing, and, I like, I really do. And it's just like, when I'm on stage or when I'm playing music, like, I really feel super vulnerable. Yeah. And, and like, I can just express myself in any type of way. That's crazy. Yeah. Heck yeah. I can tell when you play. I can tell you you play with a lot of emotion. You yeah. Know, I, I really enjoy watching you play when I get to watch Appreciate you play. Appreciate it, bro. Have you ever, so I was, have you recorded for any musicians, like been in the studios recording drums for like a studio drummer? No, um, I'm still wet behind the ears as far as doing studio work. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's a whole nother beast, bro. Like studio work is a lot more um, structured. It's, mm. it's less improv and so being uh like that i grew up playing jazz everything i do is like kind of <laughs> improvised yeah. like if you play something cool there's nine times out of ten i probably can't do it again because like it was just that moment it was a moment right 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 <laughs> yeah so um i'm i'm working on those skills to 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 like really be a studio drummer but it's, it's yeah it's rough it, it is so yeah, because I want to know how you because enhance your skills. What what is your practice like? So when you wake up in the morning in the practice session, like, what's your routine? Like, how do you get in the groove? So man, 
And that's another thing, bro. So, uh, to piggyback on the psychology thing. Yeah, let's go into that. Yeah, let's do it. I realized in college that I had ADD. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because, okay. like, I couldn't focus. And, like, that was part of the reason why I was stopped going to classes. Because, like, my mind just was racing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh... And, and and I realized that I had anxiety as well. But yeah, to the that. ADD point, I can never really get into a, a like a strict routine. Okay. You know what I mean? Wow. Like 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 not medicated. Right. Like as a sober person, like my mind is always on some creative shit. Yeah. So like I'm always like, oh, but this would be cool if I did this warm up backwards or did this warm up with my left foot and my right hand and like okay, and yeah. that shit is cool but like if you're changing it up every day like you're not really building anything yeah you know what i mean like your foundation is gonna be weak yeah so um my 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 day-to-day schedule still to this day is, <laughs> it, is, it fluctuates <laughs> but like there's there's certain things i do like every day like rudiments and uh reading books as far as like interesting uh syncopation and um the modern jazz drummer uh okay by jim chapin stuff like that I, I pretty much am consistent about so those kind of resources kind of help kind of like i guess hone you in to to i guess ground you a little bit yeah, as yeah. Far keep as me like, disciplined and like uh kind of work on my technique and stuff Wow, that's wild. I, I think if I, if I read any, I actually have Miles Davis's book up upstairs. I need to read his autobiography, but I've never really read a book on on music. I don't know how that translates to like like I don't know. I feel like I'd be more of a visual person, but I guess reading it is obviously important too. So man, reading music is is so important, bro, because it it like it works your discipline. Yeah, you know, like you have to read what's on the page, otherwise yeah. you're not reading it. And yeah. then it's like so it kind of like it it grounds me for sure. That's crazy. Yeah. So are you ever, do you have any like, I guess, idols that people you look up to in the drum world that, you know, really influenced you? It's probably, it's probably a very, uh, oh my God. Uh, how much time do we have? If I just say, <laughs> now give me a, give me a five that come to mind. Five that come to mind. Okay. So Chris Day, for sure. I grew up listening to Robert Glasper and, uh, the black radio. I was going to ask you about Robert Glasper. You, if you fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Chris Day was definitely very influential. I feel like every drummer who's, playing right now is influenced by that man uh brian blade man he's one of my favorite drummers he plays with you talk about somebody plays with emotion Ooh, okay. oh my god write like, this down actually yeah bro, brian please blade check him out brian blade uh he plays with one of my favorite uh, musicians wayne shorter yeah you mentioned one tour one day yeah one day uh, i don't know if that's gonna happen but hey, hey we don't talk like that on this show <laughs> We're not gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's, it's gonna happen if it's meant to happen. You can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, um, Brian Blade. That's two. Um, damn, those are like my top two. Those are the top two. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like everybody else, like I'm influenced by so many other people. Right. You know, and you should be. Yeah, and that's another thing, bro. Like Instagram, bro. <sighs> Bruh. I love Instagram. It's a ble- it's it's a great and bad thing at the same time. Man, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm so like I'm inspired by cats that are, don't even like are unknown. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like somebody in Florida is just playing his ass off. I'm like, damn. It's like who the heck is nice. that? Is going crazy, right? But like like you said, it's a, it's a good and bad thing, man. Because like one, I could be inspired, but two, it's like I can be influenced. Influ- exactly. And with my ADD brain, it's like. Okay, like if I see somebody do some cool shit, like oh man, I want to do that. But it's like nah, fam, like you supposed to be working on this. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
that's crazy because I, as you know, me talking to, um, on other podcasts, Free Pizza, I talked to a lot of Instagram or Instagram, a lot of um, painters and photographers. That's abundance of that on Instagram. But I didn't think about the musicians as well. There right. been a lot of places on Instagram for musicians. Y'all easily probably either discouraged or influenced on there because a lot of people, a lot of, really a lot of people hate Instagram. Not hate it, but like painting was whatever is because they 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 see so much content and it feels so discouraged. Yeah, that they're not good enough. Right. Ego gets killed. Yes. A lot of stuff sabotaged and all that. Yeah. So I wonder if obviously probably the same with musicians as For well. For sure, man. And like me personally, bro, like I try to stay away from it yeah. as much as I can, but it's so hard. Like it's difficult, bro. Man, you talk about a routine every day. That I'm is, on here. That's embedded. See? That, you know, yes. And I and I hate that, but it's just like I you know, it's innate at this point. Exactly, it's it's kind of embedded in our society. Social yeah, media is everywhere: For TikTok, sure. Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. It's all we can't escape it. Right, <laughs> right, man. And like it's you know it's addicting when the old folks are on it and they Bruh. can't get off of it. Let me tell you, yes. <laughs> so my mom's got a smartphone. So uh-huh. every she's on social media, but she's still like. It was surprising she found a way to something. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. so weird seeing adults on there. Like, this is my TikTok. I'm just like, this is no, crazy. That's, bro, adults on TikTok. Because I don't even, I, bro, I know how my addiction is. My, I can't even get on TikTok. Nope. Don't have an account. Nah. I refuse. Right. Because <laughs> I'll be on there, shit, 18 hours a day. My roommate, let me show you, listen to this. Bruh, she sends me that all the time. The link, she sends the link to my 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 message. So right, I right, click right. the link and watch that one video. Exactly. But like, I'm off of it. I could not. I know for a fact I will be addicted. Right, <laughs> right. Because like I'm, addi- I'm like Instagram. I'm addicted to Instagram, man. Because like it's kind of like the same stuff. Like you get reels and you know you can go down thing. a rabbit hole. Yes, you know, it's three hours later. He's like, "Oh my god, it's yeah. been three hours. I need to get it my get my life together." <laughs> yeah, like I, I I use those time limits on my phone. Smart man, yeah. I need to do that. Yeah, but I mean, they don't really work. Out. Yeah, you turn it Remind off. Remind me in fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Keep hitting snooze. Right, on right, the right. Nah, I'm, I'm looking at some more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. But yeah, yeah, you, you gotta find that balance, man. We all we're all on that battle right now. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, for so sure. uh, is there any other genres that you can see? yourself wanting to play one day well um you kind of pigeonholed me as a jazz musician earlier and i, I didn't pre- i didn't mean to i didn't mean to i just know you, i know you as a as, as a jazz musician, drummer, sure. but i know I, you're a drummer you're just a drummer you're for a musician sure. yeah. you're a musician so i would say here in the last year i haven't played that much jazz gigs outside of playing like with the organ trio oh dope. i'm playing a lot of like singer songwriter and country and like I'm really I'm out here. Let's talk about okay. Let's transition to that. Yeah. So when did you find yourself playing something outside of out of uh, the norm? Okay, so everything deviated from like that that Elm Street Lounge uh, residency. Like I met this other guy named Drew Faust, who's okay. a amazing like country Americana soul kind of guy. Ooh, that sounds nice. And he would come to our uh, our uh, weekly residency, and he was like, "Man, I want to play with you." I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And like, we talked about it for like a couple months and then we actually played together for the first time. And like, I've been playing with him for like maybe 11 to 12 months now. Wow. Yeah. And, and like, th- that kind of story has happened like over and over again where like, somebody has met me at a gig or some somewhere else I'm playing and like, hey, I want to play with you or mutual parties. You know, we have mutual connections and somebody's like, yo, Chuck, I need you in this band. And I just, you know, just like, okay, yeah. Oh my gosh, so your week literally is like full, full. Yeah, you're for playing real. gigs 
if I'm not gigging, I'm rehearsing. If I'm not rehearsing, then I'm practicing. You're practicing, yeah. So and like I'm practicing for a nut, like a, the next gig. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh! So is that hard? Because you mentioned it wasn't hard initially being a drumline person and a jazz musician, but it's a hard transition between the Americana country stuff to the jazz, back to this, back to that, back to this. Um, it's hard in the fact. In, in in the matter of like respecting the music yeah but like it's easy in that like i have good ears and i can pick stuff up fast you know but yes. like i think my my challenge personally is like committing to a genre yes Cause, like i man i grew up listening to like in my own personal like library a lot of hip-hop okay so like that's in my dna and like that's in my drumming and like that kind of uh merges into all the stuff that i do yeah and so like you know i'm trying to get to the point where it's like i can kind of hide that you know because i mean like it's cool when it's cool but yeah. like if you know we're playing a uh um like a two beat feel and i'm trying to do some dilla shit then it's just like mm. it's like what is going on yeah and like and i and i like i'll be listening to people people be snitching on themselves like yo man when you did that like that was cool but like nah you didn't really mean that yeah, you know like exactly. you just you noticed it it's like oh this is out of place this is different right right okay. right it's not what i'm used to yeah yeah so i'll be peeping it that's hilarious <laughs> but you also mentioned you're in college uh you were making beats a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you kind of do that as well. Man, I don't have time to do uh, okay. any production stuff now, but yeah. I, I will say like, I learned a lot of, a lot of stuff in college when I wasn't going to class making beats. Like I, I have a good handle on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, do you have any plans of touring soon? Um, if the opportunity presents itself for sure, like I'm not opposed to it, but, I don't have anything on my schedule right now. Okay, you're just playing local gigs around. Locally, you know, um, got a, a couple runs, you know, out of state. Ooh, what's what's, what's coming up? Can you talk about it? Oh, uh, yeah, I think the Oregon Trio is going to South Carolina for a couple of days. Ooh, so that's going to be dope. Yeah, that'll be nice. Uh, nice to get out of the out of North Carolina. Ooh, always. Let's get out here every now and then, Every man. now and then, bro. But, like, Greensboro is so big. Well, yeah, you mean, you must say it, it's huge. And you also mentioned beginning of the show that you have grown to to appreciate to appreciate yeah, yeah man because so. like we we really have everything you need there's yeah. good food in greensboro sure. you know what it's funny you say that yeah. side note again sorry this is how the show goes we side note a little bit um someone asked me about the food culture here when i was where was i i forgot where i was i think i was in new york or something like that i was like you would be very surprised of how much food people from raleigh charlotte Someone Asheville will come down here just to eat the food. Wow. And yet I didn't realize myself, like, you know what? We do have a lot of crazy restaurants here. For sure, man. Like, of all ethnicities, too, man. Yeah. And, like, that's, like... <laughs> if only they would stay open after 10. Like, that's the only issue. That's the only crime. <laughs> that's so true, bro. Like, yeah. I can name, like, five right now. that I'm like, I would eat that right now if I could. Oh, my gosh. Fuck. Oh, which one, though? Where are you going? I'm going to... Oh, man. Gosh. Why did you do that? Okay. Chuckling on the spot. Okay. Well, I was a foe on West Market. I mean, Spring Garden. Yeah. But have you been to Van Loy? No. Van Loy, I think it's called Van Loy 2, is down going towards Jamestown. Still Greensboro. Yeah. Not far from Four Seasons Mall. It's called Van Loy 2. Wow. It's a You would never know us there. Ooh. It's going down the main strip, and it's behind some buildings. Yeah. 
Bruh, that Vietnamese place is delicious. Oh my god, I'm, I might go after this. Delicious. It's, yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. Because everybody, everybody and their mom goes to Pho Vignon. Yes, which is good. It's good. It's good. But I grew up on Ben Men, which is down West Market. Never been there. Man. Ben Men. Ben Men. It's still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like right past the super super G Mart. Let me type it in. Yeah, though. Ooh, that whole area is crazy. Yeah. Oh my god, I had the best one of the best authentic Chinese food of my life. A place called Apple China in Super G Mart. You gotta go into the to the left side uh-huh. and go to the very back. That's the first time I had steam buns. Oh, never authentic had Authentic ass steam buns, bro. I lost my mind. Wow. Delicious. That's crazy. Yes, and you it's tucked in there. Yeah, and but like Greensboro is like that as far as food and entertainment. I mean like Bruh, yeah. There's so much talent here. There's it, so much going on here. Yes. You just gotta get out the house. That's really what it is. <laughs> That's so true. And touch some grass. That's all it is. That's it. Because I grew up. I was like you. I grew up. I grew up waiting to get out of here. I graduated from UNCG at 14. I was like, I'm getting on the first train out of here. Yeah. Whenever something hits, I was going to drag my feet. But over the years, it's like, mm-hmm. it's actually in a bad place. I'm not right. traveling. I'm very privileged to travel a lot over yeah. the past couple years. And it's like, when I come back home, it's like, actually, I don't mind coming back home. Right, man. You it's- know? It's so much going on here, and I'm like, I'm just, I'm glad to be here. Yes, I do want to see some more venues open up, though. I think there, there's a handful, which is great. Yeah, but I, I there, feel that. There's room for more. For sure. Um, Because a lot of friends always ask me what venues there. I was like, well, you got Blind Tiger, you got Flat Iron, right. you got the new one on Elm Street, Rock something. Rock House. I Rock think. House. Yeah. Green Street's not really thing anymore. Mm-hmm. What's called one? Like, there's, I think there's room for some more little pockets of more, more for music. Sh- for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to plug the Flat Iron when I can. Oh, Flat Iron like, forever, yeah. Yeah, because like, that's one of the best sounding rooms in, in North Carolina, honestly. I agree. It's crazy because obviously it reopened couple years ago but i remember going to see a lot of punk and hardcore bands right right at fire before it went on that weird break right uh when it wasn't open and when it reopened i was like this is this is crazy yeah yeah <laughs> this man, venue like is really cool total revamp man yeah i'm with it and i love yeah. being going to odin for the jazz nights in odin yeah which is yeah. super nice and just it's all dope so yeah, yeah Greensboro got going on you know what i'm saying but yeah. i love traveling to durham and all that stuff too durham is a vibe i love durham man durham is like it's it's mad liberal Yes. As far as the vibe, I don't know if in the politics, but ah, the politics we're in the south. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So, so it looks like one thing, but it's really another. There's pockets of that stuff everywhere in North Carolina. It's a weird. Not a weird state. It's a. There's a lot of uh diversity in this state as far as the cities that are in it for sure. Because mm-hmm. I mean, outside of Greens, out, outskirts of Greensboro, or you see Confederate flags like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's all around. It is. It is. You know, so it, it, we're, we're lucky to be Greensboro is a very progressive city. So for sure, it's super for sure. dope. But there's you know those. There's some knuckleheads here too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, do you think you'll be in North Carolina long term? Um, you know, I know you love it, but you know, just other world, other worlds to see. Uh, yeah, I definitely have other places to 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 be and to see. But for the for the the time being, I see myself staying here for the next at least two to three years. Yeah, with the cost of living being crazy right now, right. rent's going crazy. So yeah. it's just like we're lucky to be like when I look at my house now, it's like I'm lucky to be here for what I'm paying because right. I couldn't imagine moving somewhere right now yeah man like, dude it's outrageous it's wild yeah my god man chuck this is crazy man you're doing it up yeah See? man i'm i'm i'm, I'm thriving bro yeah you, you're, you're like you you're living life you're bright as ever yeah so tell us uh where you play during the week do you because it usually set places every week um no, sundays is flat iron sundays at flat iron we're doing like uh maybe one sunday a month now okay 
So uh, just just follow me on social media to, to to get an update on when we're out there. But uh, it's it fluctuates, bro. Yeah. It really does. I played a gig yesterday in Kernersville. Monday I had a gig in Durham. Tomorrow I have a gig in Winston. I think Ooh. Friday I might be off. Ooh, where in Winston? Uh, Gas Hill. You're playing that? Yeah. I'm gonna be there. Oh, you are. With, with posture and not po- is it posture? Yeah, but uh, we're opening with, with my Maya. Maya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, yeah. no way. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Well, this episode will come out till after that. But I'm gonna plug the show. I didn't know you were playing with uh, Maya. Yeah, I'm in her band. That's great. She's really cool. I met her with Darren. At, I think at her house, at his house. Mm-hmm. Couple weeks ago, yeah, she's really, really she's nice. She's amazing, bro. Beautiful it's, voice, beautiful voice, beautiful person, man. It's one of my better friends, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, my friend, uh, I'm going there tomorrow for uh, my friend um, Andre's birthday. He's going to that show for his birthday. Yeah, that's yeah. Fun. Actually, I want you to meet him because he's also a drummer. Oh, he's, well, he's also he's a drummer and guitarist. Oh, killing. Yeah, yeah. he was work with Dan a little bit too. Yeah, I, I definitely want to meet him. Oh, yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm so happy you're playing that. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm going to take photos of that show. Hell yeah. <laughs> I need to update my, my profile picture. Let's go. Let's go. I got you. I got you. I got you. But, man, this is crazy, man. I'll, I'll plug your social media, then people can follow you and see where you're playing. But you're all over the place, which I love. I can't wait to see you hit the road. Yeah, man. Um, hopefully with uh, Wayne Shorter. If, hey, if, we, we, if this happens, I'm going to call you. I'm going to be like, look. Yeah. I told you. You did. We manifested it. We manifested this. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Congratulations. Get me on a show. Get me on a photo pass. You know what I'm saying? I got you for sure. <laughs> we all eating. Yes, yes, yes. Hopefully some jazz festivals sometime too. That'd be cool if you play some of those. For sure. I think I'm playing a festival uh, Saturday in Durham. Man, there are festivals out there. What, what festival is this? I'm not sure. Okay. I, I haven't got all the details. Okay. I'm still waiting on that. And then I'm playing Center City Park with Drew Faust Ooh. Uh, Saturday night. Here in Greensboro. Here in Greensboro. Ooh, that might be a vibe then. Is yeah. that is that free? It should free. be. Like, Love Bar Park? Oh, you said it's Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, you can't really not people, make people not go in there. Right. I mean, like, all the homeless people <laughs> There's there? no yeah. way. But, bro, we're going to keep in touch with you. And uh, I'm obviously going to plug you everywhere. And everywhere, every time I see you play a show, I'm going to post on my gram. Hey. the world needs to see you. I want to see you flourish. Thank you, um, I can't think of enough of you on the show. I ain't no iceberg at the beginning because we got caught up. When we do, I want to do a question right quick, right. and then we'll get we'll get you out of here. Okay, actually, you know what? Go ahead and pick. Top or bottom, doesn't matter. Pick a card, any yeah, card. Pick any card you want. We're gonna. One side is deeper than the other, so just if this, I'll let you ask whatever you want to ask. Okay. Each card has two sides. <laughs> yeah, I mean two. Yeah, you know, two on that side. So you, okay, oh, read, okay. read them both before you ask. Oh, before I yeah, speak I mean, them choose, out loud, choose one you want because <laughs> one's deeper than the other. <laughs> Exactly. That's why wow. I was everyone's this like this is intense. <laughs> Who okay. is the most resilient person you know? What makes them resilient? Ooh. Mm. I'm gonna have to plug uh Eli Frybush. <laughs> really? That cat is so resilient, man. Okay. I'm so proud of him. He's like a, a a little brother to me. Um just you know, him having a, a older brother that does the same thing that he does and is in the industry and thriving. Yep. You know. You know, it could be discouraging. And, like, he keeps his head up and he hustles, man. And I, I love that dude, bro. Dude. Okay. Man. They're both amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Eli and Sam. Wow. Okay. Okay. Who would I say is the most... Okay. I would say... Dang. That's... It's tough. That's, That's tough. That's tough. Because I know a lot of resilient people. Uh-huh. You know, being... Especially being in this art game, bro. You meet a lot of them. I, I would... I would probably say... 
coming from from my friends from Jacob Beeson. Jacob helped me start this podcast. Uh huh. You know, he's just like a. No matter what, man, he's getting things done, man. He's work. He's trying to record bands full time now. Yeah. But he's just like working, you know, working a day job. But he's like always out there getting it and going crazy and. Um, no matter what obstacles in the way, he gets it done. Yeah, man. So I mean, like that's, he's. From like he hit me start both he hit me start both this podcast in the midst of him being super busy doing his thing and he's just like nah man let's get it done no matter what man I wish I had that type of energy bro Bruh. sometimes I'd be like bro I'm taking this nap <laughs> <laughs> that dude literally it's up doing it all the time yeah so I just said Jacob shout out to you man I wouldn't be here without you man so thank you yeah shout out Jacob bro <laughs> shout out Jacob Beeson dope, bro and he's recording engineer Chuck if you ever need something. I know you know a lot of them, but you know, just like put my homie. <laughs> but nah, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll plug your Insta and everything on uh, on the on the gram and on everything, and uh, it'll be posted up everywhere. Hope your mom don't kick my butt for you cussing. <laughs> Should be all right. It's Chuck's fault. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, bro. We'll see you tomorrow, and uh, thank you for listening, uh, everyone. And uh, tell your mom, tell your cousin about the show. I'm trying to feed my kids. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's it. Put food on my table. <laughs> Get some sponsors on the show. You know what I'm saying? But nah, please support Chuck. He's playing all the time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Everywhere. A couple days off a week, and even, even then, he's still practicing. So shout out to Chuck. Give him a follow. Show him some love. Thank you for listening, guys. Later. There we live, man.